Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another rock solid edition of FewerCast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast, where we break down the weekend entertainment news, trailer drops, and much, much more. My name is Ed, and with me, as always, are the usual suspects Corey, Andrew, Sean, and Justin. Gentlemen, how goes it? What's up? All right, all right, all right. Hey, hi, howdy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Alright, well before we break bread, I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast for all announcements and up the minute updates. Follow us on Twitter at Film Effect Pod to interact and socialize with us. Best form of social media in all honesty. If you're a TikToker, then we're TikTokers. Follow along at Film Effect Podcast. And finally, please send any questions, selections, or suggestions to the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Ultimately, however you choose to get a hold of us is up to you, but either way, we love hearing any form of feedback, interaction from our fans or enemies, so shoot us a message or comment or tweet, and let's keep the conversation going. Speaking of feedback, send those five-star ratings and positive reviews on Apple, Spotify, or by going to the filmeffectpodcast.com slash reviews. We genuinely value every single response. You can also support the show by getting yourself some merch. Visit thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash store to see all the new designs. Got a cool variety of different shit. Got mugs, flags, magnets, stickers, shirts, long sleeve shirts, baseball tees, notebooks. We still got onesies. Do we still got onesies for little ones? Onesies for the little ones. Got a bunch of cool shit, so... Anyway, now that I got that form of business out of the way, let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip. drip, drip. Alright, so the first batch of news. Apparently, uh, Judd Apatow, his uh, next film is a sequel. He's doing This is 50. Did you guys hear this? No, I didn't see that. No. Yeah. Did this did this is forty come out ten years ago? Twenty twelve. Ten years ago. This December. Okay. I mean it makes sense, but why? Are his kids gonna be in it? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. According to the article, yeah, let me let me find I think it was a variety where I read it. Um But yeah, because he's apparently he has a new movie that I didn't even know about that's on Netflix. And he was, you know, doing the rounds, talking about, you know, doing interviews and stuff. And uh, he said it to uh, one of the interviews that he was doing that that's like in the in the cards. Uh, let me pull the quote. He says, he said, I feel like this is 40 has aged really well. And it always feels like everyone watches it when they turn 40 and they go, oh, I understand it all now. So I'm enthusiastic about putting that together. Um he said he's hoping it comes together. He has an idea uh, that he really likes. He brought up his wife, uh, Paul Paul Rudd, and then his two daughters. So apparently it's a thing. Um, I like This Is 40. Uh, I think it's a much different film than Knocked Up, so it's really hard to compare the two. It's, it, it's funny. I, I really do think they're very, I mean, I like Knocked Up. Um, but it's not like I can't say like I like this forty better. I like knocked up this better. I like I said they're both to me two different movies. Um, 
Whereas this would be, you know, more well, on the lines of what the well, last listen, film was. On, 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 on that note, you got to figure he was making these films at different stages in his maturity, too. Yeah, right. So that's how I've always looked at him is like you went from your dick and fart jokes to like your cerebral, like cinematic grenade jokes, if you will. Um, does this is 40 need a sequel? I don't know. I tell you what I fear is beating a dead horse. You know, so let's face it. That's always a potential right here. I thought you know, say, yeah, but, but 10 years is a pretty long time. I feel like you're not really beating a dead horse. I, not only that. At the same what, time, it's one of those, it's one of those, it doesn't need to happen but it's happening. I feel like comedic films or some films in general just get that vibe. It's a personal project. Or they just like come it's back project, for no it's reason. It's a personal project of his. And, you know, he's got the wife and kids involved and uh, he's really good friends with Paul, well, Law, obviously, was... and it works. So look, the way I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying is I don't necessarily see it as beating a dead horse because not too many people really remember this as 40. I mean, can you guys honestly... If I go around Robin right now, can you guys tell me what your favorite scene is? Do you remember like more than one scene from that movie? I mean, me personally, I just watched it a couple weeks, not a couple weeks, but a couple months back around the holidays and like the fucking Graham Parker gag throughout the whole movie is genius to me. There's a lot of stuff about that movie I like. Hold on. Wasn't Albert Brooks like his dad or something like that? Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. And he like was a part of a record company yeah that's the grand like parker that. trying to sign and an billy, Ar- billy joe armstrong from yeah. green day pops up and shit um yeah because like i remember some of it yeah he tries to have that benefit um because like it's the record labels like going on because no one's buying records and like the grand parker record like first week sales were like 600 or something like that i don't know it was like you know it's a really low number but uh I, I guess I thought, to recapture uh, your point, I, I mean, I definitely remember knocked up a lot more than this is most people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought Sean was going to say, I'm scared of uh, this is 60 or something like that coming out. <laughs> That's what was in my head. No, it's coming. No, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm their age. So when this film drops, it'll be targeted directly to me and I'll have to translate it down to y'all. Me and Justin will have the tablets. Don't worry. We'll come down from Sinai and, you know, tell you what he said. Um, I, I guess to rescind on beating a dead horse, how about going back to the well? Is, is there a story to tell? Hopefully. But I don't want him to just start rehashing his old bits. It's, it's going to be, like oh, a, shit, we're 10 you know, years like a older. Catskills comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, We're 10 know, years older. Our daughters are having sex. What, what else can we talk about? I mean, here's what will make the movie really interesting. Uh, have it happen, like, you know, your your sequel to This is 40, but let's bring back Seth Rogen, his character, or um, what the hell's her name? Catherine Heigl. Let's bring them back or, or have like a cameo. Cause they yeah, don't even, bring her back. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, or something. Like, they won't even... I think they were like briefly mentioned in like a running sentence in, in, in This Is 40. Like they're completely just not in the movie or even mentioned. 
So maybe it'll be interesting to see, like, what's going on with them this time around. But, like, you know, maybe for a scene or two. Like, there's a lot of different things you can do with this. Rather than just doing the same thing you did with This is 40. But 10 years later, you know, oh, shit, we're 50. Look, at the at, at the end of the day, if they can have uh, 100 million Halloween and fucking Friday the 13th films, then why not get Judd Apatow another shot? I'm not against it. it. Like I'm just, I'm just curious, you know. I know, I know, all I know right, you're not. Right, I'm just saying. Yeah, hard, hardcore. Nice. There's like nice. six fucking Home Alone films, dude. I'm saying. More than that. Like, <laughs> just let the guy have his chance. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on then. Speaking of sequels, uh, Scream Six got a release date for uh, March 31st, 2013. Sweet 2023. Fucking Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Yay. Are you? Sean sounds like he just me. rolled over in his. In, Metaphorical grave. <laughs> oh yeah, Sean, now we're talking. Right, about Sean, big fan works. of Scream twenty twenty two. People are going to give them more money. <laughs> it got greenlit. Better things you can spend your money on. Nah, this movie made money, so of course uh, they're going back and rushing the sequel. I mean, look, here's the. I, I mentioned this in the Scream episode <sighs> that we recorded a couple weeks back. It's which is now available on all platforms. Um, the movie. How many times can this happen to similar people? Like new cast, okay, it's it's fresh still, at least a little bit. Um, but Courtney Cox has already confirmed she's got a hold of the script, and she's already said she'll be back up with them filming in June in Canada. I think they're filming up there this time as opposed to North Carolina. Um, yeah, and Busta Rhymes and LL Cool J are playing security guards at the gated community to hide from Ghostface. That actually wouldn't be a bad idea. I'd get it. I'd, I'd get oh, it. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> no. The return of Dangertainment? Dangertainment. Hell yeah. There's, there's, there are better projects to spend your fucking money on. Yeah, and better whack rappers to hire on like Jobs. If, <laughs> look, if, if the shoe fits. And all due respect to Bust Ryan. Takashi69 really as if, a fucking security guard. Jesus. <laughs> He's still looking over his shoulder. And his two deputies are those what are those what are those kids with the the, the two white twins with all the tattoos and the Oh the Island Boys. The, what do they call them? The, the Island Boys. I refuse yeah, to fucking yeah, search yeah, into that. I have no right. idea what you're talking about right. and I wish like never this, to hear about it ever again. Dude, I'll right. check that out. Those will, are gonna be your rapper I, security yeah. guards and screen. They were in the six. Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if the Island Boys make an appearance That doesn't mean if, I want to know who dude, they are. How about this? The Island Boys are the opening kill in Scream Six. There you go. Sign me the fuck up for that. People will eat it. Are these guys like the new Cash Me Outside group? They'll be like, I'm an island, 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 boy. That's something like that. I don't know how the song goes. All right, we're done. Yeah, Never mind. Move forward. Okay, so Edit this shit write that out. down on your calendar, Sean. Scream 6, 2023, March 31st. I thought yeah. you were talking about the timestamp to edit All it right. out, but no. go on. All right. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. This is the sound of me giving a shit. Right, we, got a lot, we got a lot of news to cover. So, All right, next up. Christina Ricci has joined Tim Burton's Adams Family series Wednesday in a role that's being kept under wraps. So tell me why she's not being adult Wednesday Adams, but I don't know, maybe she is. This makes me think that she's playing like there's going to be some sort of time jump and they're going to, I mean, come on. A role that's being kept under wraps. Anyone else think that she's playing I got like a grown-up version of Wednesday Adams, because Jenna Ortega is playing the 
the titular character, however time period, whatever time period it's going to be set in. I don't know. My mind just tells me we're going to get like a little, you know, reprisal of her in the role. No? Nothing? Uh, Something tells me I've seen this movie before and I'm probably not going to tune in. <laughs> just correct him real quick. So, um, I understand it's a 10 hour. It, it, you know. it might be, but I mean, they're like like a dark cultist group, right? Kind of, sort of. Well, maybe key, she's like going to be like uh, the mayor maybe of the town. Maybe it's like a one-off episode. Be like, hey, remember me? Okay. I'm Christina That's Ricci. totally not huh? where I was going. Huh? huh? Get it? That's not maybe. at all where I was going, but <laughs> sure. Give a fuck maybe it'll be going. like in the Matrix. Uh, she'll just be there to make meta she'll jokes. for one scene. Be like, oh my god, the Matrix jokes. Resurrections. No, I'm not going to make fun of that movie. We love that movie. Justin loves that movie. I love that movie. I know I love it. Or Previous episode. Big fan. Big fan. Check it out. <laughs> um, okay. Well, then uh, let's talk about The Shining. Because apparently Ben Stiller is playing Jack Torrance in the in-stage adaptation. Oh, Jesus. I just, <laughs> I just think it's simple Jack. Simple Jack. <laughs> the ghost told me to kill in my head movies. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> now, I was I was actually wondering if you were going to bring this up because something like this was done before a long time ago. Um, I think probably on the same stage, definitely in the London Theater District. Did you know that John Cusack directed Jeremy Piven as Raul Duke in a stage adaptation of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? I believe it because I know Cusack was you know tight with uh, Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it. It probably. I, mean, I don't know if it went down. Like I've, I've, like just read vague stories about it. Right. But apparently, it happened for I don't know, maybe like a weekend or two. So I, I read that the other night too, Ed, and I'm like, I'd be curious. I've seen Stiller go, you know, kind of dark. Like what was the one where? Um, where, 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 where he played the TV writer who was hooked on dope. Permanent uh, Midnight. Permanent Midnight, yeah. Jerry Permanent Stahl. Mi- Jerry Stahl, that's it. That's it. So, like, he can kind of go places. Remember the first time you saw him in, in Hot Pursuit with Cusack? You know, he was kind of a creep there. Like, you didn't trust him. And then he became this lovable goof after working with the Farley brothers. But I would love to see that. When I read that headline at first, I was like, yes, wait a minute. I got to get a plane ticket to England. Fuck. So, <laughs> yeah, because I've never yeah, heard of YouTube's Pop Pursuit before, and I'm looking at it. Well, what it? do you think? Right, Mexican standoff. I've never heard of Pop Pursuit before, and I just looked at it. It looks interesting. Jerry Stiller's in it. <laughs> of course he is. John Cusack. What movie? Thanks for the update. Jerry Stiller in that features Ben Stiller. Man, I don't know. I've, you all are uh, enlightening me to this. So. I don't know. Yeah, Hot Pursuit's a funny movie, man. I watched the shit out of that and um, Hard Bodies back in, <laughs> in middle school. How is he uncredited for Happy Gilmore? This is bullshit. Go oh, on. Who gives a fuck? All right, so the Batman. I give so, a fuck. <laughs> so the Batman stalls in China with what JoeLo.com is calling a muted $11.8 million opening weekend. Holy shit. 
So Dang. that's pretty bad. Um, Haters. I honestly think China's going to be the reason <clears throat> this film doesn't quite hit the billion dollar mark. I know it's making a lot of money at a fast pace, but I think eventually it's going to stop. Batman or something? I think it has a lot. Oh, Batman sure. has a lot to do just it's, with every. It's not just a Batman thing. I think a lot of movies are going to be stalled um, down the road. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't have. To, well, it could also, and I can't prove this. Obviously, I have no. This is just me freestyling. But China is pretty big on like supporting Russia. So maybe no, it has something political. to do with that. It's, it's, it's definitely the fact that they're like, all I, that's on what I'm saying. I could they're be wrong. I have no idea. Rock, law, COVID lockdown right now. So I'm sure oh, it has okay. a lot See, to do. I didn't with know that. It's just crazy to me. Like you hear about these movies that are made in China, and they're like one of the top ten grossing movies for the year worldwide, yeah. just oh, in yeah. China. And then it only made Batman only made eleven million. Eleven million, almost twelve. That sounds like that sounds like a UK opening. Like that's just insane yeah, to me. Like, like a smaller that, country. Like, I definitely i do think that, i do yeah, think there is some sort of clampdown on american movies though I, I think that's actually a thing like you don't think like, it's just covid no no th- this was happening before covid started spiking up again like i i think there is a political thing going on there like sort of a cold warish thing with china where i forget what the specific beef was but i remember hearing about that like well about it's not just that but ago. china i mean china is openly you know not saying right hand man to Russia, but politically speaking, some of their theaters theaters may be shutting down. I don't know. This is just me freestyling. I have no factual evidence to this, but at the same time, it sounds like something that may proceed to this situation. Well, they said a lot of theaters are both shut down, and the ones that are open are like at limited limited capacity. Um, so who knows? Um, it's just a it's definitely wrong something, place, wrong time. I, 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 I'm a big dork, and I keep a close eye on stupid shit like this when it comes to like figures and all, so I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye at the uh, Chinese box office over the next couple months just to see you know, um, how this all plays out. Um, kind of curious as to whether it is, you know, it, it, maybe it is just the lockdown thing or it could be more about like what Justin just talked about with uh the whole thing going on with the war um so yeah so um all I know is that 11.8 for a, a big Batman opening is uh, uh pretty rough so um we'll see like I said keeping an eye on it um maybe they're just pissed from the dark night when he got Chow out of Hong Kong <laughs> I'm like, fuck this Maybe. shit. So, Godzilla versus Kong. And I had this in quotations because I'm not quite sure if this is the right film that they're alluding to. Everyone's just assuming it's Godzilla versus Kong. But anyway, um, it's supposed to be filming later this year in Australia. Apparently, they've been given uh, a, a big tax cut. And uh, it's it's one of the MonsterVerse movies and everyone's... Um, insinuating that it's, you know, going to be Godzilla versus Kong 2, which, I don't know. Um, what do you guys think of the first Kong versus Godzilla? Let's talk. Let's start with that first. I like. I that. have fun with that whole monster verse. Yeah, I did too. I'm not I did too. Yet. All four films. Had a it was. It's. 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 It's like turn your brain off. Just hear some fun movies to watch. You know, and it worked. You know, it worked. Um, 
and yeah, the payoff of Godzilla, like like the first Godzilla more Brian Cranston, kind of slogged along. It was getting his footing in the swamp. I give it, you know. And then Skull Island came out, and I'm like, this movie's gangbusters. This is fun. And then they gave us, you know, the showdown. Now I want the team up. I don't want. I want Godzilla and Kong. Well, that's probably what it's going to be. I want to fuck. They're probably not going to be fighting again, because unless the script calls for some stupid reason for them to. Yeah, otherwise, this whole show should be called Going Back to the Well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And again, it, it, Every it, it could also be something else that's not, you know, Kong versus Godzilla because they thought they have, um, isn't there a show coming out um, that's based on the MonsterVerse? I don't know. They could do Mothra. Well, no, they did it already. That's in King of the Monsters. <laughs> um, shit. Bring back Ghidorah. <laughs> I mean, we could have a solo Kong movie because isn't Kong, uh, what Hollow Earth? Isn't that what they call that place? I, I've only yeah. seen Godzilla vs. Yeah, yeah. Kong the one time when it first premiered. I haven't went back to rewatch it yet. Got to do Mecha Godzilla. They yeah, did. There, it they is. Did. there it is. Mecha Godzilla burrows in to Under Earth, and it's just like the whole battle is that, and they're like the whole thing is in that that. So Weird, you want to see, you want to see Kong and Godzilla team up to essentially fight Mecha Godzilla again? Fuck yeah! Okay. <laughs> I'll let Hollywood know. What did it happen before? What? They already fought him. They they had his head, but they they never brought him into play. Did that happen in the movie? I only saw the first half of that. I never finished. Yeah, the, whole the second thing. half they, they fought Mecha Godzilla. That definitely happened. <laughs> they that's that's so funny. All right, hold on. All right, hold on. Stop the fucking shit. How did they bring Mecha Godzilla into that movie? I was like completely joking when I said the whole that. Billy Bobby it, Brown stuff. Yeah, like. it was the whole like uh, Pacific Rim sort of thing where like they locked into its memory or whatever mentally. It was like going off with that whole thing. Um, they had the guy that was like inside the skull that was controlling it, and then like he like got this big rush, and all of a sudden he was like absorbed into it and shit. Some weird shit happens to uh towards the end of that movie. Jesus Christ! This isn't the one with King Kong in it too. Oh my! Because the whole finale is the two of them teaming up. Hell of a second half. In um, where they at Tokyo or wherever. And they're fighting, or China. I don't know where, where city they're in. Yeah, uh, they're they all the neon lights. They had that big two one one battle. That's 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 the big final act. So, oh, now I need to go back and watch. Not that I had anything against it. I didn't stop watching because I didn't like it. I just for whatever I don't even remember what the reason was. I couldn't finish it at the time, and I just haven't gone back to it. Now, I, now I will after hearing that. Oh, it's fun. It's it's, oh, it's so it's fun. nothing but spectacle. Yeah, it's it's full on spectacle. Like I said, I'm a, just, I'm like you. I'm a big Kong um, Skull Island fan. I love that. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. And I didn't think I would. Yeah, I love that. All right. Um. So rumor has it that the Avatar two trailer is going to be attached to Doctor Strange two. What are the odds that we're actually getting Avatar two this year? Oh yeah, I think it's. Yeah, there's not any reason why. I mean, Christ, he's been working on it for 12, 13 years at this point. 
Because he, cause he, he can't do got, more than a time. time. He's got to fit like fucking five sequels back to back to back to back to back, you know? Yeah, I think some of those release dates might get pushed around, but I, I think this one's coming out this year. Um, When is it supposed to come out? Christmas. Mm, no. I don't, Too I don't, soon? I don't you don't think it's going to be attached to Doctor Strange? Because Doctor uh, Strange comes out the first no. week of May. No, I, I think the trailer will be attached. I don't think the movie will That's come out. That's what I'm calling for. That's what I'm saying. Do, you, do we think... So you think they're going to put the trailer out, but then push the movie back? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's feasible. I just, I don't, I don't know. The thing about this is, like, there's, like, three or four. No. We got to remember, this is Disney right? now in control of this. Because Disney bought up Fox. You know, they got that whole monopoly. That's going. even worse. <laughs> That's I even think he's worse. doing at least five of them. Like, I wasn't exaggerating. Jesus I did Christ, not pull dude. that number out of my ass. He's doing five. Yeah. Oh right. my god, that's fucking ridiculous! Yeah. I, the thing about it is, I went and saw Avatar in theaters, and I was blown away by the. Uh, I was there. Imagery. I know that, but I'm, I'm. But the imagery was great. The sound design was awesome. I really liked the 3D, but to create five, six of them, are you serious? This film was mediocre at best, and maybe I'm too harsh on it, but. The story doesn't seem it's like it would intrigue me enough. I'm with you, hardcore. It was basically like you know Pocahontas in space. Third gully. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't get me wrong. You should, <laughs> if you have a chance to see this movie in IMAX 3D, I nice. highly implore you to do so. But at the same time, to create this into a mecha franchise the way that James Kramer <laughs> thinks he's going to do it, I have you're lost insane. interest. I have the lost dude who made interest. three fucking movies since Titanic, two movies since Titanic. No, one, one movie since Titanic. It's done one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That was a joke. I'm just bringing it back. This is just to put it in the this, context. Hold on, let me say something. This is what pains me the most: the fact that James Cameron, a director that I looked up to growing up. As a fan of movies in general, I loved his shit out of Aliens, T2, True Lies. All movies I've seen as a child dozens of times. Not even exaggerate. Dozens on VHS. I practically wore the fucking film out. And now, it just pains me that the rest of his fucking career is just going to be dedicated to these fucking blue aliens. Or whatever they are, <laughs> the Navi. Yeah. The I mean, realistically, Navi, did you called. see him doing anything else? Yeah, dude. He can. I don't want to hear that he just lost it. The bullshit. He could have done anything he fucking wanted to after Titanic, and he chose to wait twelve fucking years to do a movie to just kind of basically put it out to just chain break new ground with three D technology. And now that he's done that, and and three D's you know just kind of come and gone. And just it, like I said, it just pains me that more than likely the rest of his career is going to be just these movies because he's going to be doing them for so long that he's just going to be old and retired by the time that anything else comes up. And yeah, he could have done other stuff. I mean, this, the man who put out an original film like True Lies, you know, Terminator, stuff like that, you know, it's all stuff that I he was, started. I was going to say. I was going to say, ironically enough, that you say true lies. 
Does anybody else disagree with me that the best fucking project that James Cameron did was True Lies outside of obviously Titanic and Terminator 2 and Terminator 1? Let's put those three to the side. <laughs> Let's put half his filmography aside. So basically, you're, uh, <laughs> you're basically number four, maybe. You're no? basically asking you us. Me if I prefer True Lies to Avatar. No, he's asking us what's better. <laughs> I'm voting for the. Abyss. He's asking us what's better, True Lies or Aliens, essentially. The Abyss. I like Aliens, aliens. a lot. I like Aliens a lot. I love True Lies, man. Okay, let's just move forward. <laughs> if you're putting a gun to my Here's head and thing, saying like... True Lies, Aliens, go, I'm saying Aliens. No, I'm sorry. I'm saying True Lies. No, I love True I love... Lies, but Aliens is the uh, I was about to say, really? I don't know. Now that you bring it up, Aliens is definitely no, there, but I, prefer I, I love Alien to Aliens. Gentlemen, 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 why is Piranha 2 getting no love? Because it's Piranha yeah, fucking go 2. He didn't even finish the goddamn movie himself. <laughs> he didn't even finish directing the movie. Here's the thing with the Avatar sequels. Like, like, like Andrew, I saw Avatar in the movie theater. I was dazzled. I walked out one. I, I saw every penny of $200 million on the screen. And like, I've never watched it again since. So it's like, it's not my favorite movie by any means, but I trust James Cameron. And if he thinks he's got like five stories to tell, I believe that he'll like do such world building that it'll be five different stories. If it's five variations of the first avatar, I'm going to be very surprised and, and very disappointed. Is that what it's supposed Perfect to be? Disappointment. No, I mean, it's going to, you know, he's just, it's, I think it's going to be like a Dune thing where it just has these different, Chapters oh God, I hope and goes to, God to different not. worlds and shit like that. Like it, it can't just all be this one. Like it, it's for five movies. It's got to go some weird places. It's going to be Sam Worthington versus Stephen Lang for five movies. Yeah, I love Stephen Lang, but the fact that they're bringing him back is kind of lame. He it's died, like, didn't he? I, I, mean, I, I haven't seen yeah, it. Now that, hey, he died. Now that you mention it, I want to see Stephen Root play one of them. So do I. Yeah, exactly. I just should be Stephen Root. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. <laughs> my, I might cough up half the 1850 they wanted at the counter. Doing the Bill Dotree voice. You know what Avatar I liked? Uh, a couple of years ago, we went to Disney. I did the Flight of Passage. Awesome ride. That was amazing. I wasn't really excited about that whole Avatar area, but that, that ride was awesome. Last time I went to Disney, they were still building... Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Oh, Holy Jesus shit. Christ. Yeah. 94. So, anyway. Um, anything else on Avatar? Did we touch everything we needed to? Did we cover it all? Avatar? Cool. Okay. All right, That's cool. it. Great. All right. So, Evil Dead Rise has officially been rated R for strong bloody violence and gore. Surprise. <laughs> of course. Uh, I actually want to. I, I, has a half arm, half chain. Now, that news was announced. Not really. Oh, yeah. That news did come out today. But I chose to bring it up because I just wanted to talk about Evil Dead Rise and see what you guys were thoughts on it were. As an, as an is this idea. a sequel to the remake from a few no, years ago? Or it's, is it it's, a well, continuation of Dreamy? It, it's, it's an all new film. Now listen to the plot, because it reminds me a lot of Demons 2. Apparently it involves two sisters that are like reuniting in a, in a one sister lives in a, a, a sky rise and when during the reunion deadites appear 
and chaos ensues throughout this fucking skyscraper. And I'm like, how is that not Demons 2? <laughs> or Poltergeist 3. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. and It's uh, HBO Max It'll exclusive. make House Party 2 look like House Party 3. House Party 4. <laughs> Anybody else watch Ash vs. Evil Dead? I watched the that first two seasons. Like I was going to say, I watched the first two seasons. I liked it. I did too. Thoroughly enjoyable. Actually, I need to go back and watch that third season. All right, here's the official synopsis for uh, Evil Dead Rise. In Evil Dead Rise, a road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving uh, rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. That's a quote taken from Warner Brothers Pictures and New Line Cinema, as well as HBO Max, all three who are producing this movie. Of course, of course, uh, uh, Sam Raimi is uh, producing it with uh, his, his... Scott Tappert. Yeah, and uh, Robert Tappert, <coughs> who I believe is Scott's brother? Maybe Second no relation, cousin. actually. Anyway, it just has a happy coincidence. Cousin. He's producing it. <laughs> Written and directed by Lee Cronin. Um, no release date's been given yet. Everyone thinks it's going to be coming out this Halloween season, which I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Well, has, has filming even commenced, yeah, it, or is this just got? It actually, it, it just either got last week or two weeks ago, it was picture locked. So, oh, okay, okay, it's done. Okay. It's in the can. Had they rated that. if My it bad. wasn't shot? That's true, Corey. Makes a valid point. It wouldn't be rated <laughs> if it wasn't shot. Um. All right. Hey, he makes a valid point. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm excited because I'm a fan of Evil Dead, and to be honest, this series has yet to let me down. So I want to throw out two things. Go for it. First, I'll preface this. Is Bruce Campbell no. in this? He's retired the Ash character. Who? All right. So the other two things I want to say. Uh, you said that they don't rate films before putting or filming them. Uh, I'm pretty sure all pornographic films rated X. But hearsay, whatever. Uh, second of all... Uh, you don't submit them to the board, waiting, Andrew. What are you talking about? I was waiting for somebody to, to laugh. The I'm getting yeah. to be, you little perverts. <laughs> so the other thing I want to say is, uh, speaking about Bruce Campbell, I fucking love uh, Burn Notice. And if you've never seen Burn Notice, God damn it, watch it. <laughs> I love me some Sam Axe. He was good. I love Thank Sam Thank you Axe for so recommending much. us a random 14-year-old show. I don't give a damn. I recommend it all day. <laughs> all right. Yeah, where the main character turned out to be like the actor turned out to be like a horrible person, apparently. <laughs> All right. Hearsay on you and no, I'm kidding. Moving on. Horrible person. <laughs> so I sent you guys a picture and posted it on our Twitter page at Film Effect Pod of Nicolas Cage as Dracula in the upcoming film Renfield. So what do you guys think of this? I'm excited. I'm. It was about what I expected. Me I'm looking either. forward. I was to like, it. okay, we're we're going for this kind of like over the topish appearance. Uh, 
I dig it. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be is a, comedy. It a comedy. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah it's a comedy. Yeah, it's probably it's exactly a comedy with Nicolas Cage playing what's definitely not Dracula. He's not Dracula. He is right. He's like a henchman. No, I he think Dracula. He no, he's Dracula. No, he's Dracula. No, he's Dracula. No. You've got three people uh, tell you Nicholas... shut the fuck up. You're wrong. He's Dracula. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. I have never even heard of this film until you brought it up earlier, and I could have swore that I you saw call yourself that a he was playing fan. a henchman of Dracula. I'm about to kick you off the podcast. He's Dracula. He's Dracula. Everybody, attached, ladies and gentlemen, right? across the board, it's Hello, Dracula. Corey. Never mind. Go on. Nicholas Hout is yeah, it, he, right? He's the, Renfield. He, the other person attached. He's Renfield. And the thing is, it seems like I just read the other yeah. day where. He's like he's called up on whatever yes, money. I was going to bring that up so too. So he doesn't have to do those red box movies anymore. Like he can just do good movies. Yeah, apparently now. the money he made off of this upcoming film that we talked about a couple weeks ago, that was the last of like his, you know, payments yeah. that he had to make. Holy so he's shit. fucking he's, he's called really up. And then he said, yeah. of course he made the comment, I never once phoned in a performance. Right. <laughs> it's like bullshit. <laughs> I've sure. seen Willy's Wonderland, okay? <laughs> um where he doesn't have any lines of dialogue. I want to point out that when I read this earlier, it was a work. It was a quick skim. The film stars Nicholas. That's all I read, apparently, as Renfield, the henchman to Count Dracula. That's where I got a misconstrued, just to let everybody know. Thank you for that. Thanks for clearing yeah, that thank up. Thank you for that, Andrew. Well, God damn it. Pins. I'm not, I'm not going to walk away with egg on my face. Do you understand me? <laughs> I was on pins and needles wondering where you were at with that thought process. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep your goddamn hair on your toes, all right? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, especially after looking at this picture, I'm fucking all in. And again, for those of you listening, you can check that picture out on our Twitter. I dropped that on Wednesday, because I know this episode drops on Friday. You can find that at Film Effect Pod. I'm done plugging the Twitter now. This, I, it's gonna be, I, I, this, it's gonna be a blast. I, whatever the tone is, serious, comedic, whatever. Is I see this. Definitely I see comedic. this picture. It's not. It's not. And a it question. just says to me, "We're in it to have fun." And so, come on, 2023. <laughs> I mean, I've had fun with most Dracula stories and movies since you know Bela Lugosi so I'm down for whatever I'm a huge fan of Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah that's underrated movie yeah I I, I agree I think it's highly underrated underrated. so good it it, it kind of gets under your Even skin. Even though Keanu Reeves is, you know, there. I'm just saying the rest it's, of the performances yeah, are great. His, his accent's about the only thing that's wanting in the film. The rest of it was brilliant. And, you know, Francis was in a bind. He's like, uh, Roman, my DP dropped out. Figure out how we can make this shot happen. And Roman came up with in-camera tricks at 17 that film is a highly underrated classic. More on that later when we cover on the film effect coming up soon, gang. That's Coppola's last masterpiece. I was going to say, I feel like that's got to be... I would argue to say so. I think you're right, sir. All right. And speaking of Redbox movies, I wanted to touch... I don't know if this was going to come up at some point. We can actually kill two birds with one stone and mash it in with our our Bruno segment. Secret... Agent 
But have you guys seen the uh, the newest Red Letter Media I watched uh, it. video? I watched it. They couldn't resist, dude. Yeah. They couldn't fucking resist. They had to keep watching more and more and more. Yeah, but they gave a good ex- they, they gave a plausible explanation for why Bruce Willis is doing these movies and making zero effort. You, you, I mean, you saw all that eyes. Honestly, I, I, I browse a, a, a part of it, and that was probably the part uh, where I just browsed. So, the reason they went back to Bruce Willis well was they said they felt well, they didn't come right out and say they felt bad, but you could tell they did because they said that they heard after they put that video the whole, out. Yeah, that apparently the memory loss thing. There's a yeah, rumor he's got yeah. dementia. Yeah. And I read that too a couple of weeks ago on Reddit somewhere. Yeah, that's the first I had heard of it. I I'd, I'd never seen that anywhere else. Damn. I also wanted to mention one thing about Bruno. Um so so last week apparently was his his birthday. And how the fuck did we miss that? <laughs> yeah, it's like 67. How did we miss that? Who the fuck bloody the fire? Whose fault is it that we missed Bruno's yeah, birthday last Bruce week? Willis is 67? <laughs> Bruce Willis is 67? I think that's what it said. I think it was 67. Oh, shit. I was shocked by how old. Holy fuck, bro. I mean, you know, yeah. you shaved I mean, your he head. He was like, like he famous song. Yeah, Look, man, congratulations to him. He, he definitely looks like he's in his 40s or 50s. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I, I know no. that he's not. I know, no, I know that he's not, but I figured he was at least like mid-60s, like <laughs> early 60s maybe. Definitely not 67. It makes sense when you stop to think about it, but it's still kind of shocked. Bruce Willis is just one of those guys you associate with, you know, young action star, even though he's an old guy now. Right. Love me some moonlighting, man. Yeah, moonlighting is great. I'm a big uh, blind date fan. Doesn't get that's Blake Edwards. Yeah, absolutely. I recently rewatched Death Becomes Her. That's a good one. Yeah, there you go. I'll always be a sucker for Die Hard with a Vengeance. My favorite Die Hard of the bunch, personally. Yeah, yeah, we know you suck that movie's dick. I was just watching the original before coming up to do this. I was so. going to say, I love Die Hard. So. Yeah. It's, it, I always say it's the best American action movie ever made. Yes. I, I fuck. I, yeah. Fuck it. I'll agree because it has a good story to it. See, the problem yeah. with action films is you can get your eye candy, sure, but Die Hard has a story that's plausible, makes sense, and it's fucking awesome. You remember all the characters, you remember all the set pieces. It's such a fucking well made, you know, action film. Yeah, it's, it's hard perfect to say movie. in the years that it came out. So, All right. well, you know what they say nothing lasts forever. Nope, it does not. So, yeah, we made like nobody six gets six that. That's the name of the book it's... Die Hard was based on. Al, cool, good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. So I'm not, I'm not full of shit. No, I know it. You're right. You're right. So let's move on to coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. So let's talk about Men, the new film from Alex Garland. Hello. Hi. Mrs. Marlowe, yes? Harper, yes. Do, come in. The words I have to say. It's. A beautiful house. Would it just be you staying? Excuse me? Mrs. Mother? No. Until you give your love 
There's nothing more that we can do. Apple from the garden? Y yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh, God, sorry, I... I I'm I, joking. I... Oh. Tormented. It feels more like haunted. Yeah. Something happened. My husband went upstairs to our balcony and let himself go. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why I didn't drive him to it. I thought it'd be true. But if you had given him the chance to apologize. He'd still be alive. What? A man followed me out of the woods. He was stalking me. What makes you say that? I saw him twice. Twice? I don't know if he saw you once. Play a game. You hide. I'll see. You must feel an awful sense of guilt. Stay away from me. What are you doing? What are you? Andrew, do you know who Alex Garland is? I love Alex Garland, oh, okay. honestly. I'm surprised you knew that. I, I was, see, I, I had never heard of this movie until you said something, and then I saw Alex Garland attached to it. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking dope. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, this movie really has my curiosity. Uh, now, granted, when I went uh, last weekend and saw X, I saw the first trailer, or more of a teaser. Probably it was my first time seeing it. Um, and I was... It's very vague that the teaser. In fact, this new trailer that I watched today, uh, pretty much showcases a completely different movie than what the teaser uh, was kind of showing you. So uh, either way, I'm on board. Um, uh, Annihilation took me a couple of uh, viewings to really uh, appreciate, but that movie's awesome now, and. Uh, I still have never seen. Can I give a, a shout out? Still can't pull the. I now I actually drug my feet on Ex Machina for like literal years, and I finally just decided tonight's the night. And I was like, "Babe, sit down, cook up this ham and macaroni and cheese. We're gonna watch this. <laughs> cook up this ham and macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner of champions, right there." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys wash right down there, with Sean. fucking Hawaiian oh, punch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Natural, natural ice. Um, go on. But yeah, so Ex Machina got me, but I have been dragging my feet. I love Ex Machina. It's one of my favorite films in the past ten years. I will just throw that out there. I fucking love that movie. What did you I, think of it, Sean? I, I, that's that's. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It it kind of grabbed me by the boo boo, and I was mad at myself for not waking up to it earlier. 
And then it's one of the best sci-fi films I've seen in yeah. fucking ten years easily. And it's so know, perfect. And you know, I'm always in for Oscar Isaac, man. I'll watch that guy do some. Well, shit. it's not only that, but if I had to make a comparison, see, the reason that everybody loves Terminator Two so much is because it mixes sci-fi with everything else that's around you, as far as the genre goes. But Ex Machina just wraps up that perfect sci-fi horror love story. Like it's so good, it's so well yeah, told. It is, it is, and I still can't pull the trigger on Annihilation. You guys need to sell me on it, man. I've never seen Annihilation either, so I'm in the same boat as you. Ex Machina it's... is what I hang my hat on. It's so fucking good. But I'll also say, Dread. I know he wrote Dread and produced Dread. Dread is fucking amazing. I love Dread so much. Dread is dope. Is that the one with Carl Urban, right? No, it's one with Sly Stallone. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. I own it. Dude, it's so good. I was so blown away because Judge Dread, subpar at best, but I grew up with it, so I loved it. Dread is where it is at. You have got to see that movie. Yeah, I own it. Annihilation is one of those movies that you have to rewatch. Like I, I watched it a couple of times and I think each time I like it a little bit more. I, I liked it the first time, but it's one of those, it benefits from repeat viewings, but it was really good. Not as good as X Machina though. Okay. Cause that's, that's the thing is I'm like every time before I press play, I'm hovering over the marketing. You know what I mean? I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, I'm just not quite sold. To put it into context, nominated for Best Academy Award on Original Screenplay. And then the BAFTA Awards just fucking praises it like no other. So, X Machina, um, you gotta see Sean, it. Sean, as so far good. as Annihilation goes, uh, so, for the, whoever, the same reasons are that you held off on watching X Machina, um, those same reasons should pull you in because eventually you watched Ex Machina. For the same reason, you should sit down and give Annihilation a chance on a guarantee too. You're gonna, you know what? At first, I'm gonna guarantee you're either gonna love it or you're gonna just at least appreciate it. Meaning, you watch it a second time, and that'll probably be the fucking money maker right there. Because for me, it took me a couple watches. Uh, my first time, see, really? I, I came out of the theater because it was that was it came out back during the movie pass days when that was still going on strong, and I came out of the movie. Justin, you were there, and yeah, we went. I, I, I had mixed. Like, I remember walking out trying to convince myself it was better than it actually was. I remember saying to myself, like, "We're gonna say." Yeah, this was good, right? Yeah, I was like convincing myself, like saying, yeah, 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 this was good, this was good, this was good. But then, like thinking about it more and more, I was like, yeah, I'm not quite sold on it. I'm not quite sure how I felt about that. But then after I saw it the second time, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But then I watched it a third time after I bought it on 4K, and I'm like, yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. So check out. Plus, it has worse. Plus, it has one of the most intense fucking scenes, like you'll see, like in a while. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what yep. scene you're talking about. And like, I've I've seen it twice now, and I'm not the biggest fan of it. I, I definitely liked it better the second time, and it has its moments. But I I, I don't love it the way other people do. I, I'd like to. Maybe I need to give it that third I watch. So. Um, but I I'm like Sean with Ex Machina, except I'm still dragging my feet. I still haven't watched it. I yet. thought I and was I always intent to. Island. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm just never in the mood. So is my brother no, the only um, person out of this group who has seen Ex Machina? 
No, no, no. Me too. That's right. You did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey's running down the middle. We got me, me and hardcore. So it's just me and Justin. Let me. And you and Justin play for annihilation. Well, here's I'll put it from an outside perspective, trying to sell Sean on annihilation, whilst at the same time trying to sell Ex Machina on Justin and Ed. The thing about annihilation is, from what I've heard, from literally every trusted source that I have. It's so good that it's comparable, if not better, to Ex Machina because it's extremely like on the edge of your seat. Don't know what's going to happen. Correct? Well, I, I saw it. before I saw it. I saw I was reading things that were comparing Ooh. it to 2001. Ooh. So I was really going in with some high expectations. Wait a minute, Andrew. Are you trying to fucking sell a movie to Sean that you've never seen yourself? Is that yeah, what's going on? Right? I just want to make sure that's what's happening right now. So, so clearly you didn't hear me. So let me reverse again. I'm going to sell Sean on a movie that he has never seen and that I have never <laughs> okay. seen. Whilst also selling you two <laughs> on a film that you've never I need seen. Some more. I, and I, yeah, I don't need to play it. Why? If you listen to me for two seconds, goddammit. I need some drugs. Holy shit. I I want Andy anyway. to sell me on some of the Oscar movies. <laughs> I, dude, you want me to do it? You know, I'll do it right here, wait, right now. That, that can be the hold rest on, of the hold podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold so, on, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. I, I don't mean to cut you off, Andrew. You don't All right, make it quick. Make it quick. To, we got to get back to the point on topic. Keep asking me. Okay, yeah, we so, haven't talked about that exactly. Okay, so to Sean, pretty much everybody that I've talked to Hurry has up. said that Annihilation is damn good, if not better than Ex Machina, for the same reason. It's extremely suspenseful, and you got to keep digging to the end. Now, the reason that I say that is because Ed and Justin, the reason you want to see Ex Machina is because that, like, the way that it delves down in the story, the ending, the pop off, it's fucking perfect. You'll never see it coming. You should definitely watch it. Damn, yeah, that's, all I, that's, just, all, that's I, literally all I wanted to say. <laughs> it's on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it. That's all right. And I figured that Ed and Justin would have popped in and been like, yeah, it's definitely something you'll all never right, see. All right, cool. Happening. Men. So I. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wasn't impressed. I was. I, was. I, I really. I mean, it's clearly, you know, something like that's like a shapeshifter that, that she's dealing with. Something that involves men. Uh, she's clearly battered and, and tormented. <laughs> really? Something that involves men? Anyway. I like it. Uh, tormented from, I guess, there's the, the shot of her seeing her husband or boyfriend or someone following from... It's kind of a goofy shot. The look on his face and like hers is like in slow-mo. It's like... If you, didn't, if you saw this scene out of context, you would think it was from a comedy. Um, but anyway, uh, I forgot what point I was trying to get at that, but that the only thing that has me intrigued is the A24 stamp on it. That's it. Yeah, I'm other intrigued by that, that. but I mean, A24, that, I feel I would have slapping their name all around these days now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm intrigued by A24 and that guy Rory Cochran was in this show, this Showtime show called Penny Dreadful. And he uh, was no, so you're talking about Rory, Rory Kinnear. Um, Kinnear. Rory, 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 Rory Kinnear. Rory Kinnear. I'm sorry. Rory Kinnear. Yes, yeah, but he was in he was in Penny Dreadful. Penny yeah, Dreadful. That's he was amazing on that show. He played Frankenstein's up. monster, and he was so yep. fucking good. I he think it's Garland making a shred up horror movie because it, did anybody else notice the uh, Evil Dead the homage shot? 
I guess. I, I think I remember that. Was, it's what, the, was it's it the POV demon shot going up to her and she's closing the door on it or whatever. It's I, yeah, and it's making that. Sound. I, I did not pick up on that, but and, yeah, I see um, what you're saying now. Yeah, I don't know. It just it just I just got this eerie feeling to it. I just think I, I'm. Yeah, it gives off horror. It's 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 Garland just going full yeah. horror and like. Of course, well, being, I mean, being a horror it, hound. Garland's I'm, always I'm, been like that, though. Uh, Ex Machina and, and, and Annihilation are not films I would consider horror. What? You've never seen that? I Machina. know nothing to, about it, not to consider it horror. It's sci-fi, Andrew. It's not horror. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying it has cover horror It's got a goddamn too. android, so... It's sci-fi, it's not horror. <laughs> yeah. It's sci-fi. It's a little, it's a little terrifying. I, got two words I was about to say, it depends on what your interpretation of horror is. Do you think... Paranormal activity is horror? Of course. Really? Of course, he says. Why, why wouldn't it be? All right. I've never Continue ever heard forward. anyone argue why? it not being horror. Ever. <laughs> in my but entire the same life. Thing. You don't see fucking. Okay, it's but clearly you don't see, you're like, in <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> how, how are you going to fucking argue the two, though? Like, it's, it's all about. Motherfucker, you tried selling a movie is. five minutes ago it's that you'd a... never even see yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Sure. No, no, clearly you're not interpreting what I'm saying, so never mind. I'm just, I'm just talking fucking about. with you, little brother. Shut up. All right, so I guess that we can close the book on men. Um, so who else watched the trailer for The Offer? Listen here, Bob. Paramount is going to come crashing down. We need hits. You've read The Godfather, right? Godfather. Sure, who hasn't? We've been all over town. No one wants to make this movie. So I need you to produce it. Get going. I can't believe you told me you read it. You better read fast on the plane. Oh, yeah, that's big. The Godfather is bringing us too many problems. You want me to take care of it? Gangster movies are dead. This is not just some gangster film. We need someone who understands Italians. For instance, Ford Coppola, he's got a great vision. We have to put this in the picture. A scene about gangsters arguing over sauce? No. A scene about family arguing over sauce. I got no cast. Do you think Pacino is actually a possibility? Cut it! No Pacino. Marlon Brando is interested. He's a nutcase. Can one thing go right with this picture? You want to make a movie that's going to make my people look like animals, and that ain't going to happen. I respect what you're saying, and I think I have a solution to our problem. You're still going to try to make this thing? I got no choice. I took a chance on you, and you stabbed me in the back. I won't judge you if you need to walk away from this. I'm not running either. This is what it's all about. The excitement. The thrill. That's movie magic, baby. Which, by the way, Yesterday, well, tomorrow in real time, but yesterday, as after this drops, is the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. And before anybody asks, we chose not to cover it. Well, I chose not to cover it because, well, I've... Say, what's this I've we never, shit? 
<laughs> I, I honestly have only seen the film once. It was last year during the pandemic. I actually sat down and watched the trilogy for the first time ever. Yes, after 37 years for the Holy first time shit. ever. And I'm just not educated enough or comfortable. Just I, I just, I don't know. I don't feel like I would have delivered a worthy enough episode for what I consider just just the impact of that movie and just it's 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 legacy. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I felt is anybody doing an episode on it. Not going to lie. Is, is anybody else pumped for fat like mobster Giovanni Rabisi? Because I sure the dad after watching from. the trailer. Like, Whoa, Giovanni's. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I was, I was, I, I was going to suggest rather than watch the theatrical releases, do the do the Corleone. I did this, man. I did this not too long ago. I did the Corleone cut of one and two with the Michael Corleone coda. Um. Where he chopped. So basically, like, I went and re ate the sandwich, if you will. And it kind of tells a, a different story, man. It's an interesting way of looking at it. And there's two ways you can watch this film. Justin and I were talking about the offer when uh, the teaser trailer first came up. I think I linked him up on it. And, um,. I don't know. I'm curious. I'd, 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 I'd anxious to see Dan Fogler playing Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, me too. I just felt like a lot of the stuff is clearly dramatized. And I don't know if that a lot of this stuff actually happened in real life. It's kind of like how much of this is reality versus just entertainment. Like, was there really, like, real-life mob ties like this? Like, people were actually being killed over this movie, like, behind the scenes? Well, if if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that when, when Robert Evans was running the studio? Yeah. So, there you go. Boom. Bob's your uncle. Yes. Whether those things have been confirmed, you know, that can get you brought up on a RICO act. You know, but yeah, I would like to think that yes, uh, some of that shit actually did happen, especially if Evans was one of the fucking. But the things now. weren't confirmed, which is brings me back to my original point: it all being dramatized. Well, it's, it's all drama. I mean, what do we what do we watch? I don't know. I guess I'd rather if I want to watch minute, something about the Godfather, I'm going to watch a real documentary on the making of it and not some fictionalized. Yeah, that's. That's, you know, eight part or ten part Sean series. And I about this. Yeah, Sean and I talk about this a lot because he's a big fan of the biopics, and I don't like them at all. I'm, I'm with you. If, if it's recent enough that there's footage of like the event that happened, like I don't care about Will Smith playing Muhammad right. Ali. Uh, I mean, there there are exceptions. Like Malcolm X is an exception, but for the most part, I just I'd rather watch, like you said, I'd rather watch a documentary about that whatever the subject is and somebody pretending to be that Oscar bait fucking bullshit. Right. Rather That's than all fucking watch Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm going to queue up Live Aid on my fucking 55 inch right. television on YouTube and watch it in Back. HD. The real nice shit. Nice flex. No, if I was flexing, yeah, well, I would have said 75. <laughs> I can, 
I can do both. I can do either or, depending on what mood I'm in. If I just want to see a, you know, little fantasy story being told and, you know, there's, you know, there's a magic in picture land. You know what I mean? I mean, what the fuck else are we going to the movies for? Escapism. Um, I'm excited. So it's not good. It's, it's going to paint broad strokes, of course. There's going to be huge dramatizations, I'm sure. But I'm not sure the only thing that's not true is, you know, Coppola directing it. There's probably some backdoor demons going on there. Right, well, we shall find out. Next month, what is it, April 27th or something like that? I think 28th. Right. Well, whatever. Late all, late April, in a month from now, more or less. So, check it out. Paramount Plus. Or don't. Who cares? <laughs> Let's move on, gentlemen. Who are we canceling this week? Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. I wonder what they did. Um, I don't know. Andrew, who you want to cancel, buddy? Uh, just computers in general. I've been playing Elden Ring for the past like two and a half weeks, and I went to go on to play today before we recorded the podcast. And for the life of me, I couldn't fucking get it to update. So I had to go in, update my drivers, make sure everything was good, and then I finally loaded the game, and for whatever reason, it started updating another game, so I couldn't... It was this big thing of just me trying to figure out how to just play my game. And I remember back in the day, when I would pay fucking money for a video game, I'd be able to play it. And unfortunately, that's not the way that it is anymore. So I just want to cancel that shit. Didn't I see you bragging on Facebook earlier about having... You know, playing games with a Hell keyboard yeah. and mouse. I play games with a keyboard and mouse, baby. I don't use a controller. There you go. All right. Right on. Uh, hey, Justin, who you cancel this week? God, once again, I don't really have a good one. So I was trying to find something, and I see, again, this story about whether or not in Basic, basic Instinct, Sharon Stone deliberately showed her beaver or she was tricked into it. So I'm just canceling this story once and for all. I'm fucking sick of hearing about it. We're still talking about this 30 it, years later. Yeah, it came up. It comes up every couple of years, and it, you know they both have their point of view. I, I here's. I'm not trying to victim shame if that's what you want to call it, or consider Sharon Stone a victim in this case. But I find it hard to believe. Her story is that Beethoven told her that the light was reflecting off of her white panties, so he needed her to take it off so the light wouldn't reflect. At that point, she's got to know her vagina is going to appear on screen. It's a, it's a, like a long, it's a long shot. It's right. not a close-up, you know a medium days. shot. Exactly. Like, so I just find her her point of view less plausible than his point of view. But I'm just sick of hearing about it. Like nobody, it's a he said, she said. Like just stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of redundant. I got you, um, John. Why are you canceling Kanye? Hey, did you guys hear that that there's a, a already thirty thousand signatures on a petition to get his ass off of Coachella? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Like this, this I, whole, I, don't, I don't check. I don't look into that. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, like I'm just I'm, about canceling right now. I don't, I don't really like people getting canceled. Like you know, if you don't like Kanye West, don't fucking go to Coachella. Like, don't get people kicked off and like. Take and not that he needs money, I, but just I totally speaking, agree. Not against people getting fired because it, they have 
cancel culture has just gotten out of hand. I 100%, 100% agree with that. You know this category is satire, right? Yeah, yeah no, I know that, goddammit. Just make sure we're all on the same page, but, that's but all. In real, yeah, that's what we're saying. This is satire, but it sucks in real life. But, you know. I, I was just running a bit. I'm just saying, what if maybe the last three weeks of, you know, are who we canceling? Maybe I reached out to 30,000 people. Who knows? They're like, yeah, get him out of there. <laughs> you listen to Film Effect? I listen to Film Effect. I'm going to Coachella. Me too. Fuck Kanye. But, um, yeah. no, nah, I'll tell you what. Um, the only thing I can cancel is... Uh, Really, I got nothing. I got nothing. Right. I got nothing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Corey, you canceled. I'm a little bit late to the party on this, but I'm canceling daylight savings time. It has been <laughs> fucking hell in my house for the past couple of weeks. I got a three year old kid, and ever since we've done the time adjustment, that motherfucker has not slept right in two weeks. <laughs> Which means just call his kid a motherfucker. <laughs> which means I, I haven't slept right in a couple weeks. I hate daylight savings time. It's fucking bullshit. I'm so tired right now. I could be upstairs talking to a fucking banana and not really talking to you guys. I'm just fucking deliriously <laughs> tired. Um, you know, I know certain states argue, oh well, it's dark when we go out. Well, there's an invention called electricity, oh, motherfuckers. Use it. It's fucking dark. Get a light. Jesus Christ. Why do we need to switch the fucking clocks? Fuck this shit. I'm done with it. Move on. Fuckers acting oh, like dark it. doesn't happen. There we go. Like like the sun is just permanent. Short, blunt, to the point. Love it. Um, so going back to my baseball root, baseball. Fucking baseball, baby. Where's this going? Baseball. Beam him in the fucking face. <laughs> I'll definitely keep it that. Insert screen four to, clip here. Go back. You going back to my. Football roots, uh, or my football fandom, rather. I'm just gonna uh, say, when did you play football? <laughs> I played football. I played football post? when I was 12. <laughs> I will find the picture and post it on our Twitter. The backup I shit you not. I was the center, bitch. Um, with like so gladiator anyway, pads on and shit. You'll you'll see the picture. I'm gonna throw it up on our social Holy media so everyone listening can check that out on Twitter. I gotta see uh, this. Anyway, shit. so I was all about canceling the goddamn Browns for the shit they pulled with Deshaun Jackson or Watson, Deshaun Watson. But then this afternoon, the Kansas City Chiefs go and let. Their fucking key wide receiver, their fucking ultimate weapon on offense, like, go. Because they could not afford him. They could not afford his contract extension because they went and signed fucking Juju Smith-Schuster from the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers for a one-year, $9 million contract instead of negotiating Reek's contract and then going inside another wide receiver from another team. It's like, what are you fucking thinking? So now, now we have, as of now, one paper, Juju Smith-Schuster is our number one wide receiver. And that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand that move. That was kind of bad. So the goddamn Chiefs, you're fucking me. I love you to death. 
I'll ride or die with you motherfuckers, but goddammit, you are on my shit list right now. <laughs> I cannot believe they let they let Tyreek Hill go to the fucking Dolphins. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Shocked. Madness. Anyway, yeah, I did not wake up today and expect to hear new. I was not. That was the last thing I was expecting to hear that, you know, he was gonna that negotiations fell through, and then he was requesting a trade, and then they they read that I read that they they granted the trade, and then like not even ten minutes later, it was the Dolphins and the Jets being the two top two you know top two teams for him to go to and I'm like oh don't go to the fucking Jets do not lose Tyree Kill to the fucking Jets and then he went to the Dolphins and I'm like alright still hurts but I, I feel a lot better than him going to the Jets <laughs> so but it really so matter if he went Kill to the fucking Jets I mean not really ultimately I'm still going to be a Tyree Kill fan I'm still going to back him up but it just sucks not you know, when he throws them deuces up against us, we eventually play him. It's going to hurt. They got better weather down there than Kansas City, so, you know, there's a selling eh. point. You know, they don't have they don't have Patrick Mahomes, and they do not have the loudest stadium in the NFL. That'd be us. Anyway, um, all right, so let's get a weekly recommend. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Corey. What you got up for us this week? What are you going to recommend? So the only movie I really watched that stood out to me was I watched the Jackass that just came on Paramount Plus, but I'm not going to recommend that because you know whether you're going to like Jackass or not. You know it, That's not a mystery to anybody, but I did enjoy it. It was fun. Um, but So oh, yeah. I'm actually going to recommend a book this week. I'm going to recommend... It came out about eight years ago, but I finally got around to reading it. It's called Console Wars by Blake J. Harris. Um, and it was just an interesting yes. uh, book to me. Andrew probably has heard about it. So it's all about the rise of Sega in the early 90s to compete with Nintendo. Um, and it's it's centered around the um, Sega president in North America, Tom Kalinske. And it's just a really interesting book, like especially if you're obviously in the video game history, because, you know, for a while, Sega was beating Nintendo in the U.S. And it's just a crazy story. Owning how- them, yeah. Yeah, it's just a crazy story how they came from nowhere. Like, no one gave a shit about the Sega Master System back in the day to being top dog and then being out of the console game. It's just crazy. Um, it's just a really well-done book. Uh, so Console Wars, like, even if you're not interested in reading, do the Audible. It's definitely worth your time if you're into that uh, type of thing with video game history. All right. Uh, show them. All right, guys. Um, I've only watched two movies this week, um, but I'm going to take my turn in a different direction. I am not going to recommend Deepwater. What a fucking disappointment that was. As well as Windfall. I went into both of these films because they're, you know... Well, wait. Windfall. I, I want to talk about that in particular, okay? So you don't recommend Deep Water. So Windfall. I have really wanted to see that. Um, that's the one with Jason Segel and... Uh, Jesse, Jason, Jesse, Jesse Plemons. Plemons and Lily Collins. Yes, yes. Right, 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 Watch right, right. And that was bad? It's, no, but both of these films... Here's, here's the thing. 
This is why I'm going the other way on it, because both of these films had me intrigued. Well, hang on. Well, hang on, hang on. Try, take it easy on Deepwater, because spoiler alert, it's my recommendation this week. But uh, what's up with Windfall? What's wrong with that in particular? I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't feel it at the end. I was riding it all the way to Act mm-hmm. 3. And then fell apart. Third act. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just like you know, like we always say, it didn't stick the landing for me. Um, I, I, I. So what was your problem with Deep Water? Uh, it was I kept waiting for something to happen that I felt like it was going to happen, and nothing happened but just. You know, Affleck in a river, and I, I, I was angry. I was angry at this man for being so cuckolded. You need to calm the fuck down. Why are you getting angry over deep water? I, I you and I had watched a different movie. No, I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. The film again. They both had me intrigued all the way up, right up to the end, and I thought it was building to something. And what it built to, fucking let me down. It was but the third acts of both of these films are why I'm not recommending them. I was loving the ride until. The reveal or the denouement, if you will, and I thought I, I thought it picked up in the third act personally mm, for Deepwater. I didn't uh, compared to what was going on for the first two acts. I mean, look, the film gave me strong, unfaithful vibes throughout, and then Affleck's oddity of a character is also obsessed with snails, and that's never explained or used towards the plot at any time. Then the film suddenly rushes to wrap things up. That was my problem with it. It rushed to wrap things up. And then after it ends, there's this bizarre sequence that has nothing to do with the movie at all except for it being briefly featured in a moment earlier on in the film. I'm alluding to the talk, the, the shit with uh, the couple's daughter singing along to You Make Me Feel Like Dancing by Leo Sayer in the backseat. It's like, it, a lot, it's like an outtake. Because she's not really singing along, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really fucking bizarre. I was like, why are we doing this? And then, uh, it's like the strangest decision I've ever seen a filmmaker make in a while. It's baffling, but he, then he goes and features Old MacDonald as an old, as a, another song at the end credits. Like some weird decisions were made in that movie, but overall I, I liked it, um, you know, I know it's been 20 years. Um, in some moments, it, it, it feels like 20 years. But, I mean, it's all really strange. But I'll be damned if I didn't enjoy the trip that it took me on. Not going to lie. No, I, uh, I, I, I enjoy the, you know, the destination. And it makes some bold decisions. I mean, spoiler alert, Ben Affleck eats ass. And, uh, yeah, it's some shit happens. It's definitely a fucking Adrian Lyme film. Definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, even, I advise you guys to check it out for yourself. Even, you even with Compete. even with Windfall, I kept expecting a little, a little bit more. It kept alluding to me that there was something else coming, and then it just kind of fucking ends. And I'm like, I'm not wholly satisfied. 
And I've already had your burgers and fries, you know. I don't know. That's that's why I'm going the other way with those two. Uh, Justin, hopefully you got something that you do like. Yeah, I, and I want to see Deep Water. I, I think Adrian Lyne is one of the most overrated directors ever. I don't get why people love his movies, but having said that, I still want to see that movie to see what it's all about. Um, but for my pick this week, um, I finally watched, I've had a copy of this for about 10 years and just have never watched it. The movie itself is older than that, but the Dar, the, uh, Jesus Christ, the Darjeeling limited, uh, Wes Anderson. Um, yeah. I've been on a little Wes Anderson kick lately. I watched the French dispatch last week. Didn't love it, but I, I actually fell asleep before it ended. So I need to go back and rewatch, but <laughs> I, I didn't love that so much. Um, we call that pulling an Ed. Yeah, right. Um, and then last night, I, I happened to turn on. It was The Life Aquatic, about 20 minutes into it. I love that movie. So I watched that and fell asleep. That's one of my that. favorites. Yeah. I, 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 what are you watching, that Rushmore? Movie. That that and Rushmore are my two favorite, And I love Bottle Rocket, too. So, um, Bottle Rocket's yeah. good. But the Darjeeling Limited is also uh, very good. I was surprised. Uh, I kind of, like I said, I've been dragging my feet on it forever. Uh, wasn't expecting too much, but it was really good. Um I think his movies after this one, I mean, they were already highly stylized by the time he got to this one, but afterwards, they're a little like too twee and precious for me, even though I still like, I like Moonrise Kingdom. I like Grand Budapest Hotel, but sometimes they're like, you get a, like a toothache just looking at them like it's a little too much. Um, and I feel like this is the last time before he, he made that leap to that kind of filmmaking I find his early stuff more interesting than his newer stuff. So I, w- I would recommend that one if you've never seen it. All right. And finally, Andrew, right? I do believe so. All right. Cool, cool, cool. What you got for us this week? What do you recommend? Uh, two, ironically enough, biopics. Kind of, sort of. More dramatizations because, <laughs> right. you know, what as you we got? discussed earlier, that's really all biopics are. Uh, my two films are Public Enemies. By Michael Mann. And I know I talked about this on, I think it was the Inglorious Bastards podcast. Uh, probably one of the best sound designs I've heard outside of Dunkirk in the past 10 years. I fucking love that movie so much because of it. Uh, huge fan of Johnny Dillinger. And it was one of Johnny Depp's final great films, I want to say, outside of that in Black Mass. No, no concept. Some will argue Black Mass because not a lot of people like Black. I like Black Mass, but a lot of people don't. Oh, I love Black Mass. So you might you might catch some flack for saying. No, that. no, no, no. Don't get but, me wrong. Yeah, I love I Black Mass. It. I think Black Mass is by far one of John Depp's best films. I'll say that. Just throw it it's out there. With, statement. No, okay. Fair enough. I fucking love it to death. I just um, watched Black Mass about three weeks ago. For the first time. No, no, just oh, rewatch. I, I should have said. So yeah, and I mean, I can't with you guys. Okay. All right. Can't with uh, you guys. What guys? What do you mean? Did you like it or did you not? Yeah, you, Andrew. He said yes. Oh my bad. I, I didn't know if he was agreeing or <laughs> not. I, I don't know. Uh, the other film that I want to hey, go with is, ironically enough, it's another Johnny Depp film based on a true story, and it is Blow. Uh, oh, we actually right. covered it on the podcast back it. like little, I think it was a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah, it was about a year ago. It was a year ago, um, like exactly a year ago almost. Yeah, I, 
that's by far one of my all-time favorite films. Like, I'll put it way up there in, like, the top five best films that I've ever seen. Maybe it's not the best film, you know, directing, producing, so on and so forth, but the story just hits hard. The acting is fucking awesome, and it's something that I've always went back and watched over and over again since I was, fuck, man, like a teenager. All right, that's all. That's all right. Well... Unfortunately, we have reached the end of this week's episode. Make sure you let us know what your thoughts on any of the topics we discussed this week over uh, are over on either Twitter or Facebook. We always love to engage with our fans. We also love hearing from what you guys think of the content we produce. So please be sure to do that on either Apple, Spotify, or directly at thefilmeffectpodcast.com slash reviews and do not forget to check out our Dark Knight episode featuring myself and Corey. The two of us had such a good time doing that. I remember us just rapping, and then I looked at the timestamp, and it could not believe <laughs> it was three hours. Yeah, it was like, like two was in the morning. Like, it was like, damn. <laughs> like, the first thing I noticed was like the timestamp read like 3.20 or something like that, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. All right. So, uh, yeah, I just... just we got passed away in the conversation, and I think it turned out to be a really, really solid episode. Probably one of the best we've done in a while, dare I say. So, because even I was listening back to it uh, throughout the day yesterday, and I was just like, damn, it's good shit. So, and as always, you can find that as well as the rest of our catalog on all major platforms Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you name it, Pocket Cast, my podcast player of choice or you can go directly to the effectpodcast.com and check out all the back catalog of episodes there anyway next week we will be continuing our tarantino triple x year-long event with an episode on kill bill volume one yeah kill bill <laughs> you yeah kill bill volume one i for one have not sat down and watched either of those two films since they first came out on dvd i shit you not so Pretty uh, stoked, to say the least, to catch up on those movies and talk about them. I know I wasn't nearly as high on Volume 2 as I was on 1, so I'm curious to see if that changed at all. So, either way, Volume 1 will be the next movie that we cover next week. We will be giving it the full film effect treatment, and that will drop on Tuesday. Do not forget to follow us over at Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, email, all that good stuff. I really want to see those numbers grow. So please tell all your friends and follow us for yourself if you haven't already. Links from the episode notes, as they are for every episode. Let's expand the Film Effect community, shall we? And that, as they say, is that. Corey, Andrew, Sean, Justin, fellas. Anything else before we wrap? Nope. Have a good week. Talk to you guys next week. Speak. Yeah. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. Yeah, uh, yes, amigo. Not particularly off the top of my head, no. All right. Well, we've got to return some videotapes. So until next week, take care now. Bye-bye. Dude, they're going to hit you with a late fee like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Ten minutes late. That's 388. This concludes our broadcast day.